This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, DGS. 404, Stairway to Kevin. Alrighty then. Let's see. You know, I wanted to, I'm going to tie this into some uh, audio because I thought this was an interesting point. Um... With all with the SAG-AFTRA strike, SAG-AFTRA and the it's the WGA, right? The Writers Guild of America with their strike and their battle with the big studios. Um, some actors are still doing things like they're going to the film festivals overseas and they're promoting movies because they're movies that weren't made by the big studios and the unions have given permission for this. So Adam Driver was doing an interview. I forget which one. I don't know if it was Can or one of the big ones, but he was doing an interview about you know what about promoting the movie and why this is all happening. He makes an interesting point that these smaller independent movie makers, these smaller distribution companies have sure found a way to meet the needs of SAG-AFTRA and the WGA where the big studios haven't. I'm very proud to be here to kind of be a visual representation of a movie that's not a part of the AMPTP and to promote the what, a SAG leadership directive, which is a, an effective tactic, which is the interim agreement, which is uh, twofold, which it allows independent movies that aren't have no association with the, the writer is a, a non-WGA member for independent movies to be made. But the other objective is to obviously say, why is it that a distribution company, a smaller distribution company like Neon and STX International, can meet the dream demands of what SAG is asking for. And this is pre-negotiation, the dream version of, of SAG's wish list. But a big company like Netflix and, and Amazon can't. And every time people from SAG go and support a movie that has agreed to these terms, the interim agreement, it just makes it more obvious that these people are willing to support the people that they collaborate with and the others are not. So we're, uh, we're SAG after members. But I have to say, even setting that aside, if I were not... Um, Amazon and Netflix especially seem not great. You know, you hear so many horror stories of people like, oh, yeah, I wrote this series that was a blockbuster and I still haven't been paid anything. And I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle, maybe. But it, yeah, th- I, I saw a video of Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He was on the picket line and he said he doesn't get any money from Breaking Bad, even though it's like. It's just streams nonstop on Netflix. That just seems crazy that if your show's in syndication on cable or something, you're always going to get some money. But if it's streaming, you get nothing. Yeah. And I think that the point that I wanted to get into with what he's with, he, with what Adam Driver saying there is the studio heads are saying things like we can't do that. The reality is they just don't want to. They clearly can because smaller movie makers can and are doing it. 
They are meeting the demands. They are Do you get the giving a better trying deal. Trying to union bust and as well yeah. as the auto workers. I think so. I mean, I think that's kind of a all. I mean, look, when you're talking about the people that are the making those kinds of decisions, that's always what they want, right? They want to beat the unions. The the Major League Baseball owners wanted to beat up on the union. They're never going to bust it, but they wanted to beat them, which is why you ended up having a protracted um, battle here. But when you, it's really hard to argue when you're looking at the CEOs of Netflix and the big studio heads, and they're bringing in $30, $40 million a year themselves for their own personal income. If you can do that, if there's enough money for that, you can. what they're asking for for the writers in particular is really small. You know, you're not talking about the, the the demands being hundreds of millions of dollars a year. My understanding is like what they want is like the equivalent of $50 million a year in concessions. And I saw one studio head said they were going to lose quarter of a billion dollars because of this strike. Well, then just give them what they want. Like, that sounds like it covers five years of what they're asking for. Like what? And that's just one studio. I don't I don't understand personally why this is so complicated. The, the only thing that is clearly true is people that are in those positions of power want to assert their power. They don't want to lose the fight. And they're also looking at it as down the road a bit. If you give here, there's going to be they're going to want to give more give down the road. Because it seems undeniable that as, as far as like the SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild, that the studios have decided this is a good time to be intransigent and just not say yes. And I wonder what that is. I wonder what they see that I don't that makes them think that, you know what, they're weak, we're strong, this is a good time to try to bring them to their knees. Well, maybe the economy has something to do with it. I mean, just a wild guess. If you're waiting out the people who have less money to become more desperate and acquiesce mm. to what you want, it's, and you're kind of on the precipice of like, who really knows what's yeah. going to happen with the economy? Who really knows? Maybe a recession's coming. Maybe it's not. But we can weather it because we have all the Good point. money. They, yeah, they might see this as a leverage play. They have leverage now where they might not in another time. It's a siege. It's a It's a studio with billions of dollars looking at a series of writers who each collectively have you know, six grand in their bank account and a rent in Los Angeles that's five grand a month and saying they're going to need, they're going to need to give up a lot sooner than we are. And it's really unfortunate. I mean, you hate to see it. I'm, I'm firmly on the side of those striking in pretty much every situation uh, uh, that I've seen regarding this, every, every point that they make, but. I mean, I, I watched that. I watched Netflix last night. Am I like a no. bad union guy? No, no, no. but the, they don't want these businesses to go down because then there's nothing to come back to, right? I've, I've even heard, I can't remember if there might have been an actor or two that talked about this. It was like, no, we're not asking you to boycott any of these services, um, in part because if you do and they take a hit, well, that actually is going to make them less willing to even concede anything because they're losing twice. Um, but at the same time, I think it's, a, it's we're, we have, this, this dynamic's always existed, Right where it's a and it should be a push and pull, right? What, what were we just talking about politically earlier? There should be back and forth. There should be negotiation. But if we're getting to the point in all of these things where it's an all-out win or nothing, like it's gotten to in politics, it's an all-out win or nothing. Well, then things don't get settled. This could easily be settled. There's to me, there's no way that they couldn't get a deal done on this that wouldn't hurt the studios at all. And if smaller movie makers can meet these standards, 
then why can't Amazon? One of the biggest companies in the world. Right? Amazon's, uh, they're taking some stands. Like with the work from home, and like aggressively so. You know, sort of like uh, like your dad or something. Well, Amazon's always going to do what's best for Amazon. At the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect them to do anything. <laughs> They've never showed us. That company has never been like super altruistic or anything. It's just like, oh, the goal is to get bigger and bigger. And if that means you can't work from home anymore, too bad. We'll find someone else to take your spot because our number one priority is growth. Mm-hmm. Interest. It's interesting because obviously they have, and I mean like Amazon, the big, co- they have blank you money, right? I mean, like Jeff Bezos can just not do things if he doesn't want to. But if you're thinking about growing eternally, probably not a great idea to just cut off one part of the business or damage it to the point where now you've got to recover all of that down the road. You know, it's interesting being in the entertainment business. This has been my career is Uh, It struck me the other day that our standard for being entertained just in life seems to me to be so ridiculously higher than it's ever been. I mean, think about someone who lived in the 1700s, you know, and and some guy hooked a string up to a box and everyone's like, genius. (laughs) And, and, And here we are. You can't like I literally it's difficult for me to look around and not see a screen with entertainment on it where I'm sitting. And so you would think that it would be more important than ever because, oh my gosh, we're making so much money off entertainment. These monkeys, they can't get enough of this stuff. (laughs) However, there's so many different types now. Imagine if you didn't have streaming. Imagine if you didn't have social media. And I get that it's a cart and the horse thing because I think we're here mostly because of social media. But this appetite... This almost unquenchable appetite, there's this fight to the death over every little speck of it. You know, you you feel Mm -hmm. me? So, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but... Maybe they just feel like this is the environment to do it. Yeah. Right? Rach makes a good point about the economy hitting the writers in particular. So, and, And again, the actors, the writers, the people that are affected by this are not Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and... Yeah. The big stars. But, it's not but, the big money people. It's the lower end scale workers. I say workers. this as a union member, supportive of the union. But I think the truth is your average person who's not involved in this would look at like the auto workers strike and be much more moved by it than they would the SAG Because it feels more important. Yeah. And it's, you know, like more working class people. I guess. Even though you can be a writer and be working class you know, not making a ton of money, but it's like you're in a kind of an unnecessary field. And and also like it could really affect your life if the, if the auto workers strike and you want a car, you want your car fixed. Whereas with entertainment, like, uh, we're all surviving. It kind of sucks. that I don't get to watch my favorite show, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so much that you haven't, you know what I mean? Yeah. No one can watch everything. It's super interesting because when these things happen in sports, you get a lot more support for ownership than you would think. Because the worry is, well, if the players get too much, well, then the teams will just stop spending and my team won't be good. Um, and I wonder, do you have the same dynamic, say, with with um, the United Auto Workers? Are people going to be like, well, if they go, if they want, my cars are going to be more expensive moving forward? Because people do think of things. People in sports are always like, oh, great. Well, they're just going to raise the ticket prices to cover all of this stuff. And that's the attitude. Even though that's not how it works, ticket prices are supply and demand. 
you look at go look at what you can get Cardinals tickets for right now on the next couple of the next home stand, for example, because the demand is down. You can get them a lot less expensive. So it, that's an easier thing. And I think it's the same for cars, whether the union wins or the the automakers themselves win. But people always seem to think of it that, well, if the unions win, my stuff's going to be more expensive. But then again, if your family members are in the union, guess what you're going to want? Yeah. You're going to want your family members to do well. It's a very odd dynamic. We don't have to we don't have the this is the logical rational outcome. We have the simple how does this affect me? Yeah. Can I switch the topic here towards the end of this segment? Um I thought this was really interesting. This is the average age of US senators. In 1983, the average age was 53. In 2003, it was 58, and in 2023, it's 66. Hmm. <laughs> they they won't leave. They won't leave. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. The ones in 2003 were like, I'm just going to stick around. Boomers be staying, man. I mean, they're <laughs> like, I wonder if that's happening in uh, in real life as well. I I know I, I've actually seen that point made that in the business in the corporate world too. That a lot of Gen X and then eventually now millennial people, as they're getting to the age where you would be rising up the corporate ranks. You're blocked because people there are fewer people retiring. So the the older millennials and the Gen Xers aren't getting into the positions of power because people aren't leaving them. Mm-hmm. The CEOs just stay. They never, they don't go home. They don't retire. To take it back to working class people, how many you know normal folks just count down the days until retirement? I know, right. So it's usually these people coming. It, it's if you're in a position of extreme privilege and power, like why would you want to leave? I mean, this is pretty great. According to U.S. News and World Report, the United States of America is the fifth best country in the world. Well, who's beating us? Number five. Uh, Australia, Sweden, Canada, and Switzerland is number one. Yeah, Canada. those places all sound pretty. We great. could kick all their asses. <laughs> is that what we should do? <laughs> Just beat no. them up. <laughs> Take their trophies from them. <laughs> Canada's so great. Why don't, uh, I don't know. What uh, did they say? What they're going by? Did they? Did they say it's like general, like person happiness or? I'm still. I'm still on. Canada's so great. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Canada's so I can't great. Really think so of I've never been. How come? How come Drake moved down to here? Yeah. What, what exactly. were they again? Why do we they have were, Justin uh, Bieber now. They were Canada. Let's see. I'll just give them to you, the top 10 here. Uh, at 10, the Netherlands, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Germany, Japan, the U.S., Australia, Sweden, Canada, Switzerland. Okay, Sweden and Switzerland are the same place. Yeah, basically. who knows the difference between those Never been to Sweden, two. been to Switzerland. But... Maybe that's why we're number five, because we say <laughs> things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Japan and China, no difference. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Maybe we're being penalized for yeah. just, just those kind of... I'm like, Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland, Who can even place. find Switzerland on a map? <laughs> Canada's really cool. It's just cold all the time. Yeah, no yeah. one thought of that. And they're yeah. like, sorry. Yeah. And it's like, just say it normal. <laughs> say, we speak American. Yeah. Tell you about the pasta house. <laughs> <laughs> so, no matter how thin you pour the pancakes, there's always two sides. But Kevin Costner's wife seems like a treat. Uh, <laughs> so, she was just granted $63,000 a month in child support. $756,000 a year. That's just child support. That's not maintenance. That's not how much money she gets in a lump sum. It's not 401k. Uh, $756,000 a year just for the kids' expenses. Plus, Kevin Costner is covering the kids' expenses. He's paying for all their school, for everything. So that's just money on top. And she said, quote, great. 
Looks like I'll have to enter the workforce now. Wow. What? I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get it. Hmm. That seems like a lot covered. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And also, what's so bad about entering the work? If you need more money than that, like, what is it about you that says you can't support yourself and go get a job? If you want more money, go get a job. She said yeah, she needed so 162000 per month because living a luxurious life is, quote, in my kid's DNA. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, it sounds I hate like money. a peach. Listen, shut up. Yeah, I so, like that. I'm shut like, up. Co-signed, co-signed. So you were a, a, a divorce lawyer, right? So you did like alimonies and stuff like that. Is the argument usually just like, but I want it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's um, crazy. Four, three, nine. You guys want some fun facts? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I did not know this. There are no term limits for vice president. So in theory, different presidents could keep picking the same person over and over again, unless they get to serve as and president. Right. Like if they get promoted, yes. you know, somebody goes down. Can presidents be vice presidents? Like, can someone get I Obama to be their vice? Yeah, mm. I don't think so. Yeah, I would assume no, because yeah, he wouldn't that's be an able end to around. step into the role. Yeah. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, here's one for Andrew. Small spiders have brains that are too big for their heads, so it actually spills into their body and legs. Mm. Believe it, they're too smart. I never Can't catch them. I feel I feel dumb. Because, like, the other day I was looking at a gnat, and I'm like, is there a brain in there? Are there lungs in there? Is there a liver in there? Is it just a speck of dust with wings that's animated? Like, things that are that small, it doesn't compute to me. I think they have, I mean, they're different than we are. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have organs in the way that we do, and, like, they don't really have brains in the way that we do. Like, I don't think they have Well, I know they're not thought. human, but. It's more just, like, synapses. You know? I Googled it. Oh. Gnats do not have lungs. In fact, bugs do not have lungs. They don't breathe through their mouths like we do. The respiratory system is made up of a network of tubes called tracheae. Boy, your response and Andrew's were so close. <laughs> he was close. I think that was pretty close. He, uh, I mean, he was completely making his up off the top of his head. <laughs> no! Educated guess. Rachel, I don't want you to get too excited. Okay. There's talk that Radio Shack may be coming back. Oh, well, you know, they had a comeback on Twitter about a year ago, and they just kept tweeting dirty stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it just went to the gutter. So, Well, someone just purchased the rights to the company. So, oh, All right. Well, <laughs> if there suddenly becomes a use for electronic stores to pop up across the U.S. again, I am there. <laughs> Not saying I'm going to go work there. But. Could you go back and, and work a day there? I do still remember my login, and I sometimes use that for, like, I shouldn't say that I use that for passwords and stuff, but I do sometimes. I Yeah, I could. I could. I probably couldn't sell a phone. That's probably very different, but if I was just, like, man in the register, I think I could do it. I bet you could sell a phone back in the day. Oh, yeah, I could. I was pretty, what pretty was your decent approach? at it. Mine was, like, I don't care if you buy this or not. And it, it's a surprisingly effective sales tool. I think that is more effective 
than like desperation, like, please buy this, please get it. I don't think that works. I think it's, hey, I mean, if it works for you, if you want to get it, I'll help you get it, but I'm not going to like beg you to. And that worked a lot of the time. You would like, you would like neg them. You'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, you're probably too broke to afford this. No, I wouldn't neg them, but I'd be like, yeah, I mean, if that's what you want, I think this fits into to your goals, but, but I was, I just never, I never wanted it to seem like I was like hungry for the sale because I, I didn't think that worked for me personally. Rachel's got to do the thing. Should try the re- the reverse psychology. Yeah. yeah like, you, you don't, don't want need that. This nah, she's, you don't want she's it. She's doing the like, oh, I mean, gotta, it's amazing and all that, but you don't want it. I get it. You got to ask your wife first before you spend. <laughs> I, un- hey, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like a car salesman from 1980. <laughs> uh, you know what I saw last night on TikTok was uh, the Sears Christmas 1980 catalog. Ooh. And they were just going through it. And it was the Star Wars section. Yes, I had all of those. Man. The Millennium Falcon. I had the Ewok tree. Well, must be nice to be rich. Land speeder. <laughs> Seriously. It wasn't My mom and dad gave me a clothespin and said, pretend it's a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Dave was using the Sears catalog for a different purpose. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dave's not looking hey. at the toy section. Yeah, Dave, Dave's on TikTok like, this is not the part of the Sears catalog I want to see. <laughs> I don't remember any of these toys. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sears. <laughs> sent, you, sent your list to Santa from the wrong section. Yeah, oh, like there God. were toys. Isn't that amazing, though? Isn't it amazing? Like, I'm only 59. When I was that age, like the the exciting, sexy stuff was literally like bra ads. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, like you have access. Who the hell knows what you have access it's to? The Wild West out there. Well, man. not to be a downer, but it's probably terrible for these kids' mental health. Yeah. Thanks for that, Ray. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's probably there's probably something healthy about you like oh, the I'm pasta sneak house the company. <laughs> <laughs> there's something healthier about like oh, I'm gonna sneak the Sears, a sneak a peek of the Sears catalog, and then like hey, here's the entire internet in your pocket. It's not probably not great. No one's arguing. It's great. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, you were you were saying it as if we're but, all going like man, it's. These are the Thank times. God the kids of any age can find anything for us. But when you, were, when you were that age, would you have thought it was great? <sighs> oh my God, yes. Yeah, are, you, are you out of your mind? I would have never made it out what of you, fifth grade. Kind of the point. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I probably would have limited myself, Wheels. <laughs> Ten-year-old boys are famous for their self-control. Yeah, 13-year-old Dave, he knew his limitations. <laughs> this looks too dirty. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 